Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hope everyone's doing pretty good. Today is January the 3rd, 2023. It's the third third day of the year and uh, so many of us had some great celebrations throughout the holidays, throughout um, whatever we did. And I just wanted to talk to you about something that is, uh, it's kind of like a real touchy subject, but it does need to be addressed. Um, yesterday, my husband and I, and Zanel, we went to take care of some business and we walked into this facility, this office, and this gentleman was starting to help us. So he entered Torian's information. He then asked for my information that was provided to him. There was two other ladies that was at the counter and, um, you know, when I walked in, I think one lady, she must have put her cell phone away, whatever the case may be. And the other lady was doing something else to my left. As this gentleman was asking us these questions, he entered Torian's phone number and he entered my phone number. And both of our phone numbers actually end with the same digits. So that gave a flag, a red flag where he was unable to enter it. And... At that point, the a young lady that was all the way to the left, she came over and she assisted him with what he needed help with, which is entering the phone numbers and things like that. As she was approaching us, I realized that she had like a splint on her finger and her nails were done really nice. It was black nails and diamonds coming down the middle, real fancy, real celebrity-ish And I just, you know, I stayed focused on what I needed to do, which was taking care of that business. There was a couple that walked in after us and he mentioned, oh, what happened to your finger? Because it's clearly that her finger is damaged. She went on to say that a man decided to hit a woman referring to herself. So at that point, I stayed focused because that's, I didn't come in there to talk to her about that. But I listened and she told her entire story as far as what happened. And I'm sure she had to go to the emergency room. I'm sure there was um, or she maybe went to urgent care. Here's my question. With all of that, that um, this lady experienced. My question is, do you go back? Do you go back to someone that is abusing you? Is it a learning lesson? What was the pre-existing? Did she hit him first? Was she trying to protect herself? Was that person intoxicated? Was that person out of their normal state of mind? So many different ways to look at that and, and branch off from that. As I stood there, I I was just thinking, oh my goodness, that's horrible. This must have happened over the holidays. But again, you know, staying in my lane, which I'm really big on, and minding my own business, which I'm very, very big on, I decided to do that. At that point, the gentleman that was helping us asked what brought us to North Carolina. So I said, hey, you know, I'll give you one guess, you know, because, you know, we have out of state 
driver's license and things like that. He then mentioned the military and Tori and I, we both replied yes. And um, I mentioned that it's good to be back on the East Coast because I'm from the East Coast. This is where I've spent the majority of my life on the East Coast, on the Jersey Shore. Went to college in Ohio, came back home, went to ultrasound school in New Jersey, did my clinical rotation at Robert Wood University Hospital in, in Hamilton, New Jersey. So the lady to the left with the finger that is damaged, she heard New Jersey, so it sparked some conversation and it was an opener for her to talk about her experience in New Jersey. She then mentioned that she's from Camden, New Jersey, and I was like, oh, okay, I know where that is. Close to Trenton, and Trenton is close to Hamilton, and we can go on and on. Not that I know a lot about that area, but I do remember a lot about that area. She went on to say that she's never going to return to Camden, and she she wishes, excuse me, that she herself was from a different area in New Jersey. Again, I've never lived in Camden. I've never lived in certain places. My my objective is not to offend anyone because that's not what I need to do and that's not what I'm doing. I mentioned to her that uh, I know where that is and you know I'm so glad that I, I know God. I just threw that out there. Many ladies and men are abused each and every day. Secretly, their families may not know, their friends may not know, their mother and their father may not know, their children may not know, their neighbor may not know, their co-workers may not know. This morning, as I think back in 2004, almost 20 years ago, In 2005, I remember my classmate, Carol Rodriguez, when I was going to school and we had to scan each other, we had to scan each other abdominal cavity. And I remember we would lift our shirt up and we would scan the gallbladder, kidney, spleen, And I remember my friend Lisa and I, we would scan together. It was about seven of us, seven girls. And I remember saying, Carol, did you see that mark on this person's stomach? And she looked at me. And even this morning, my gut hurts for this young lady that was beaten. My classmate, I don't know if she ever was fortunate enough or blessed enough or favored enough to get an ultrasound job. I don't know. I haven't spoken to her. I know my friend Carol Rodriguez back in 2006 called me and mentioned, hey, Melissa, there's a job at Muhlenberg Hospital in Plainfield, New Jersey. I had just 
moved to Virginia and I mentioned to her, well, I'm in Virginia. I mean, I guess I can drive down to have an interview because she was working there and most likely I would have gotten a job because she knew someone there and she spoke well of me. X, Y, and Z. It doesn't matter today. Here's my point. There are so many people, men included, not omitting men by any means. But there are so many ladies that are abused. Each and every day. Mentally. I think the mental part is is worse than the physical, in my opinion. When someone degrades you each and every day. My question is, why do you stay? And you may say, Melissa, I stay because of my children. I stay because I have no one else. I stay because I'm from a third world country. I stay because I don't speak English. I stay because he loves me. I stay because I have no one else to go to. I stay because he's going to get better. I stay because... I stay. On the reverse side, a man may be getting uh, beaten by his girl, his boo, his wife, his fiance. I also ask, this is not just for ladies, why do you stay? Do you stay because you have low self-esteem? Do you stay because there isn't anyone else that you feel that's going to like you or love you or cherish you? Why do you stay? Do you stay because you think she's going to get better? Do you stay because you feel as though that is your appointed time to stay? Why do you stay? This is a real, real touchy subject. This morning, I ask you, why did you stay? Now, I don't feel driven to go back to the place where we went and have a conversation conversation because I'm not going to do that. Unless God directs me to do that, I, I probably won't be in that particular area. Maybe I'll drive past it and, and, you know, think of this young lady. I don't know her name. But even where I am this morning, I can pray. I can pray for healing. That God heals her heart. Maybe she walked away and she's no longer in that relationship because it's toxic and it's abusive and it's whatever else. I don't know because I don't know her. I don't know him. Again, I don't know the pre-existing of what occurred. I don't know. But I do know that this lady's left hand is completely scratched. I mean, her knuckles are bruised. They're discolored. I'm so glad this morning that as I reflect on my relationships down through the years that I can honestly say, thank you, Jesus. I can honestly say that not everyone that I engage with, I knew their their rap sheet and I knew that if they were abusive or they were not abusive or they're a perfect person. Because listen, we've all had relationships with people, us ladies, 
that we don't really know their history. We don't know their history. We don't know what triggers them to go off. They may not know what triggers us to go off into a deep end either, if we were to be quite honest. We do not know. We do not know. Let's not pretend that we live in this fairy tale that we know and we live in this perfect relationship and no one gets angry and there isn't anyone adrenaline going up. There isn't heart palpitations going uh, going off and we feel always relaxed because you're, I'm going to look you in the face and tell you that is not true. Do I believe in violence? No. Do I believe that people get angry? Yes. Do I believe that anyone should be abused? I do not. It's to be taken seriously. If I were to tell you this morning that there are so many men that are being abused, there are so many women that are being abused. My husband and I, we we talked about this, not, you know, later on that night because, you know, we were in the car and I was like, did you hear that lady's conversation? I didn't want to go deep into it because Zanel's in the car, there are certain topics that you do not talk about in front of a child because Zanel's only 10. And there's certain things that you don't want your children to even hear because you're trying to protect them because they're children. They're innocent human beings that God has blessed us with. I pray this morning for everyone, all of my friends around this country, internationally. I pray for my family pray for everyone that we as human beings we find peace and it's so important that we find that the bible says that god will give you the peace that passes all understanding that when people see you they feel the peace i have friends that are pastors and ministers and evangelists and prophetess and prophet and missionaries and deacons and deaconess that I'm sure they've gone through their share of things. And I'm sure they can talk about it and I can listen and we can cry and we can scream and we can get it out of our system, those memories. I pray and hope that someday that each person finds the value within themselves through Jesus Christ. I hope that I myself, because I always look at Melissa first, that I, in my life, I can look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what, Melissa, you are beautiful. You are wonderfully made. You are created in God's image. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Who wouldn't serve a God that knows everything, every single thing about me? Every intricate parts God knows every failure every success every mistake I often wonder if people that say that they trust God do they really trust God I wonder if people that say that they pardon me have faith in God do they really have faith in God I wonder Today, you know, at at my point in my life, I'm almost in my mid-40s, and I can say 
that I've been through some things. Some things I can say I've never been through. There are some people that have been tr- been through some traumatic, my God, experiences. And if you're not careful, it would bring tears to your eyes if you're listening. Over the summer, I got a chance to do an internship. And I heard some stories. And I think, one, two, three, four patients died this summer. And as I was in lecture after work, Dr. Skiff, which was my professor, said, Melissa, how do you feel about that? Like, how are you holding up? Because I was not the only student that was doing an internship in hospice care. I was not the only student. I mean, it was, you know, quite a few of us. Some of the social workers or nurses, I'm sure they've seen their share of life, death, and everything in between. I myself, as a, when I did ultrasound, I've seen a lot. I've seen polycystic ovarian cancer. I've seen breast cancer. I've seen children that that are so sickly. I've seen it all. I mean, emotionally, people would ask, how do you do that job? It's like, well, someone has to do it. You know, it's the same thing as if you're a housekeeper or, you know, you work in corporate America. Everyone has their calling or their seasonal calling or, you know, what they feel as though would make them money or whatever. What drives someone to do what they do, you know? Everyone has that. Today, I ask you from a different perspective, we're going deep this morning. What drives you? What makes you stay? What gives you the momentum to keep living? Is it like your family? Is it your children, your spouse, your husband, your wife? Is it like your mom? Are you living because of your mom's prayers or are you your father's prayers or the pastor or the evangelist or the prophet or the deacon or the deaconess or the missionary or the trustee or the financial planner? Are you living because of the social worker, the therapy that you receive, the the counseling you receive? Why are you here on earth? Because we, we have all experienced, each and every one of us, if we live long enough, we've all experienced things in our life. We've all experienced something that was traumatic whether it's our health, whether it's mental, whatever. I don't know, because I don't know this whole universe. But I do know that there are licensed clinical social workers, and I hope to be one soon. And when I say soon, one day, there are more educational classes that I'll have to take and get licensed and exams, and, you know, it goes on and on and on. This summer, as I walk through the stage of Liberty University, which I've never stepped a foot on campus, I'll walk away with a piece of paper that says, Bachelor of Science, Melissa Clark, Liberty University, the date, the year. And in the fall, I plan to look into doing a master's program, a divinity program, because for me, how I am, 
I need to always be in school, like forever. Even if I'm taking one class, it doesn't matter. But it keeps me going. I'm, I'm always learning. I'm always applying what I've learned. Not just for me, like to say I have it, because who cares about that? But it's about helping others. It's about, it's more than just about me. I mean, because... I already have a degree. I already went to ultrasound school. I already have that piece of paper, two pieces of paper, ultrasound and also a degree in education. And I've worked in both fields. So, I mean, I can say, well, yeah, I've, I've arrived. Yeah, I got it. Look, that doesn't matter. It, it, who cares about that? It's about helping others. This morning at 6.27 a.m., I ask you if you're in a relationship and going back to that a little bit, why, why are you in it if it's not beneficial? Like, if you're not happy, if that person doesn't bring you peace, if you're not, like, in love. And let me just say this, quotation mark, you're not going to get up every morning and love your spouse and, oh, you're the best thing since macaroni and cheese and butter on a southern biscuit. I don't, I'm not sure whoever said that fairy tale. Having a relationship is a lot of work. Having a marriage is a lot of work. Having a boyfriend, it's a lot of work. Having a fiance, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of giving of yourself. Because not everyone is going to be perfect. No one is perfect. I'm not, I am not (laughs) by any means a perfect person. Without God, I'm just a broken vessel. I'm broken, broken, and broken, uh, you know, without God. And that's what I was wanting to, in fact, that's what I was telling the lady on my way out. You know, it's God that saved me, church. The church is the building, but as I was sharing with my friends this week, we are the church. You, whether your name is Keisha or Felicia or Bill or Bob or Jim, you are the church. You are the light. Jesus Christ is not going to walk down from the heavens on the staircase. Let's not be ridiculous and say, well, I am the light. You, the light, are to penetrate through you so others can see that light, so people can see that light, so there is hope. I've worked in so many different places in so many different states. I've, I've moved six times in, in 14 and a half years. And each PCS, permanent change of station, I always find employment, whether most of the time it's in the government sector. Thank God for that. <laughs> I'm here to tell you today that we have to look deep. And this is a, a podcast that, you know, you'll listen to. I'll listen to it again. And you have to look deep and to find out your why. Why did you stay? Why are you still living? Why is it important to have a personal relationship with God? Okay, let me brief you on this. It's important to have a personal relationship with God because number one, God created me. And God have created me in his image and his likeness. 
without him, I am broken, period. Number two, without God, I'm just, I'm a nobody. I'm just a person that grew up in New Jersey, that went to college, that came back with student loans, that had to repair my credit, that had to work almost, you know, 12, 14 hours a day in, in places that was prejudiced, that didn't like me because of the color of my skin. I had to overcome all these different obstacles of growing up in a single family home. I had to overcome that. There were many times that I felt broken, that I felt sad, that I felt like this is it. God, why am I going through this? Third point. Number three is why do I serve God? I serve God because I know I need God. I serve God because without God, I cannot be a good wife. Without God, I cannot be a good mother. I need God in every aspect of my life. Number four. Number four, without God, I cannot have a good career. There is no balance. There is no work balance. Number five, without God, I can't make it. I can go on and on and preach to y'all this morning, but listen, I'm here to tell you that this is the life that we're living in. And as we live this life, as I go into my next chapter next month, I call it chapter 44, where I have made mistakes. I have made plenty of mistakes, but today I have decided that I will not live without God. There isn't a day that I can even function without God. There is not a day that in my own mind that I am so arrogant because I, you know, we have a house and I have a car and I have a daughter that go to private school. None of that matters to God. What matters to God that I am so humble that I'm so kind that I can say, if it wasn't for God, I will be dead. D E A D. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be living. I would not be a wife. I would not be a mom. I, I will not be a federal and federal employee. Excuse me. I would not be a social worker. I would not be anything. If I didn't know God, can I go on this morning? If I did not know God, when my mom passed away almost two and a half years ago, I would wouldn't be able to recover from that if I didn't know God. If I didn't know God growing up in a single family home with a mother that did not play, you don't want to come for her. You don't listen. There is no like in between. It's either good or it's evil. It's either black or white. If I did not know God in all my relationships that I've had, that was pointless, that was meaningless, that sucked me dry, that was, that was so ridiculous. If I didn't know God, I wouldn't be able to recover. I'm here to tell you this morning at six something in the morning, Eastern standard time that you ought to look yourself in the mirror and say every day, God, I thank you. God, I worship you because you are the almighty God. Without you, I am dead. I am dead in my dreams. I am dead in my inspirations. I cannot be anything if I didn't know God. Can I keep going y'all? It's almost time for me to wrap this up. If I didn't know God, I wouldn't have a good credit score. I could not be able to buy our third property together. If I didn't know God, (laughs) I wouldn't have anything. And this morning as I'm downstairs in this beautiful home, God, I thank you because you ordered my steps. God, I praise you because you are in control of my life. I'm not in control of my life because I'm jacked up. My husband's not in control of my life because he's jacked up. We all jacked up without, without God. My daughter, I would, I would say my daughter, but our daughter that we created together through Christ. She doesn't run the show. I always say you have no W-2 form. You don't claim taxes. When we do our taxes at the end of the beginning of January and February, it's 
Torian's W-2 and it's Melissa's W-2 and we put them together and we go forth. So, so I can't give anyone that much power over my life, but guess what? I give Jesus Christ this morning the power over my life to rule and to reign in every aspect of my life, to control my mind, number one, and to control my thoughts, to control my body, to control my weaknesses. God, I ask you now that you, in the mighty name of Jesus, whomever is suffering this morning, who's ever sad this morning, who's ever depressed this morning, that you Oh God, usher in the power of the Holy Ghost to penetrate them from the very crown of their head to the sole of their feet. I come against any sickness in the name of Jesus. I come against all the ailments. I come against any aches and pains this morning that they will feel a rejuvenation from you, a rejuvenation from the Holy Spirit. I ask you now that whomever is broken this morning, that you will glue them back together. I ask you now that you will come in and intervene on the 3rd of January as people go back to work, as they put their vehicles back and drive. I ask you now that you, oh God, will protect them from every harm and every danger. I ask you now for every police officer that's patrolling law enforcement that you protect them. I ask you now that there will be no racial discrimination. There, there is no bias in their heart. I ask everyone, I ask and I pray for every attorney that's not doing the right thing. That you, oh God, you bring correction in their firm. God, I thank you. I even ask any church building that, that's crooked, that, that's all they are is about money. They're not even about souls. I ask you now, in the name of Jesus, that you come in and you intervene and you show up. That you show up and just show up. <laughs> Listen, I'm at a point in my life, and I don't know, for those that personally know me, like, you know, I don't really have time and neither do I desire to patty cake with people. I don't like, I'm not a, like, I'm not a playful, giggly, <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm, that's not my personality. So, and I'm not good at pretending certain things, like I'm not going to do that. There are certain things that we have to uh, be professional in and, um, you know, put on our face and, you know, smile and things like that. I can do that if it's something that's required of me. But guess what? Sometimes we have to ask God to to allow us to have peace. Because this summer, y'all, it was... I want to forget about this summer because it was a summer that I really had to, you know, it was a rough summer summer of 22. I didn't like it. It didn't feel good. My husband was deployed. My mom had passed away in 2020. You know, we had Zanel. Summer was here. I just worked, (laughs) went to school, took care of Zanel, talked to Torian, took care of myself, (laughs) and repeat. Many a nights, I don't even think I slept. I don't, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't, well, first of all, I know I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep well. I had things on my mind. Am I going back to the office? I'll be going to San Diego. I mean, it was just a mess. It was annoying. It troubled my heart. Many of my friends that know me, I talked about it. And my friends had to tell me, Melissa's going to work out. My husband had to remind me that Melissa's going to work out. You know, have faith. And, you know, he had to re- bring up some Bible verses. And, you know, listen. There are times that we're going to go through in our life that not every day we're like, Jesus is, God, let's be honest. Sometimes we say, God, are you there? Are you listening? Are you seeing what I'm going through? Are you kidding me? That's what I had to say to God this summer. 
Oh God, you, you think I'm strong enough to go through all of this? God, you think I'm strong enough to go through all of this by myself? Really? <laughs> you really think from the heavenly place, heavenly places, you're looking down and you're seeing all of this and you're thinking, you know, Melissa, you got it. I'm going to help you. I'm with you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm right here. God, you, you, do you see this? My husband always says, Melissa, you, you be, you're so blessed. Like, just stop it. You have a good career. You are working in San Diego from home. You know, you, you go to school online. Your daughters, you don't have a newborn baby, you know, because it's so many times that we can look at life from another perspective and say, oh my God. But how about we think about all the things that we're blessed with? God, I thank you for my mind. I thank you for my health. I thank you for my husband. I thank you for our daughter. God, I thank you for a house. And I thank you for a working vehicle. This summer, I was like, look, I can't get a flat tire because I'm not changing a flat tire. I wouldn't even know. And my husband's like, Melissa, you have roadside assistance. I'm like, oh, yeah. I wouldn't even want to call him. I didn't do too much. I stayed at the house. <clears throat> Zanella and I stayed at home and we stayed in Riverside County. When Torian came back from deployment, then I went back to work in the office. I had to go through that. <laughs> Many times I was like, hey, I wish if I could pick up the phone and call my mom. And she'll probably, my mom has been through things that I've never been through. Okay. Never. <clears throat> and I have no desire to go through. And she probably thought I was some spoiled brat. You know, sometimes we call our kids, you're a spoiled brat. You're a brat. Because we get used to a certain quality of life. But sometimes we are taken out of our comfort zone and it doesn't feel good. <clears throat> Pardon. Moving from California. And I don't, I miss my, you know, the house that we lived in and I miss my friends and co-workers and things like that, but I don't miss California. I remember entering into California from Texas and I was like, this is like a sentence to me. This is like a jail sentence. And my husband's like, why would you say that? Cause he really wanted to always go to California. So you know what? He was able to go and, you know, <clears throat> and fulfill his assignment and then decided to, okay, well, I'm going to go reserve. Nope. I'm going to go active. Okay. Well, I'm just going to finish. Okay, well, figure out what you're going to do. We talked about it as a family. And you know what? We decided to uh, take this transition to the East Coast. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad to be back on the East Coast. I was sharing with, with a minister a couple of days ago last week. And she was like, I know you're glad to be back out here. We haven't been stationed in New Jersey. Well, not we're not in New Jersey, but we haven't been stationed on the East Coast since Torian was deployed in Afghanistan. It's been over 10 years. God, I thank you. I thank you. My why this morning is why, why do I worship God? I just gave you all the, the reasons and some of them, because it's not even all of them. But God, you're a good, good father. And you have promised in your word to take care of us. You have promised, not another human being, you have promised to take care of us. You said that you'll never leave us just like how 
you know, flying into Jersey. And I'm thinking, what? My mom's gone. God, what? And it was like the Holy Spirit says, never alone. You were able to play that song. And I play that song sometimes. I had to go back to old school. Never. It's an oldie but goodie. Okay. And sometimes you and I, we have to go back to the basics. Sometimes you and I have to go back to, excuse me, to what worked for us. If what worked for you was listening and listening to meditation music and praying and fasting and reading the Bible, you have to go back to that, sweetheart, because you're going to need God. Don't think, pardon me, don't think that you're invincible. You ever meet someone, they're like, oh, I'm on cloud nine, nothing happens, life is perfect. (laughs) And you just want to look at them and say, keep living. (laughs) Not that you, you know, you want everything to be perfect in your life. We all want a perfect life, but keep living. Things happen. Sometimes things happen. We have no control over it. Today, I ask you today, and I tell you so many different stories. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being so sweet. My friends mean the world to me. They're like my sisters. They're like my cousins. They are like my therapists. <laughs> okay? Get you some friends that you can talk to. Some of my coworkers, I had to call them. I'm like, would you believe this? Oh my gosh. Listen, it was tough. I'm so grateful today. And I'm so thankful for you. I hope that God blesses you in this new year and God continues to show himself. I hope that God just shows himself. And I know that God does because we go through things in life and we can say, if it wasn't for God, where would I be? Let's go back to the old days. I love church. I love Pentecostal church. I love um, the good old choir that can sing under, under the anointing, excuse me, of the Holy Spirit. I love a pastor that can bring the word that is life-changing. Woo! My mother used to read Deuteronomy 26, I believe. And I mean, she was a mother in the church. Thank God for my mom. She can pray. She had a Bible verse for everything. In fact, in New Jersey, one of my friends, I've known her for a long time, and she said, I remember calling Mother Phillips. And I was telling her about my stomach was hurting me. And I guess my mom had asked her, what's your prayer life like? I said, she said, what? But guess what? Every Sunday, I believe my mom read Deuteronomy 28. And I think I'll read that this morning. It's long too. Is that it? That is a long. Good God Almighty. That's long. It's like about 68 verses. Well, maybe that's not it. I don't know. I have to. It's been years. But y'all, we ought to be grateful that we have praying mothers. For those of us that still have our moms, you are so blessed. You are so favored. I'm getting off your line this morning. It's 645 and I usually like to get up before my family to pray and meditate. Yesterday I had a meeting for the organization that I'm going to be participating in. I mean, it's so nice to work for people that they're on the same page, you on their page, they on your page. God, I thank you for everything.
And I don't take anything lightly. I don't take anything in my life for granted. I hope y'all have a blessed day. I hope this podcast was able to penetrate penetrate through your, your perspective of looking at things and, you know, evaluating some situations in your own personal life. I'm not here to judge anyone. That's not what I do. I'm not here to look down anyone. I'm just here to say, if it wasn't for God, where would I be? And I already know I'll be six feet under. And that's real talk. I'll talk to y'all later. Y'all take care. Bye-bye.